This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is Monty in the Morning. It's already May 31st. Yeah, bro. Remember when we were making May the 4th be with you? Yeah. Joke's on you. It's May 31st. Hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. If you are um, in service to our country, thank you so much for everything that you do for us. Um, What a show we have for you today. The NBA Finals start Thursday. Hey, hey, not to told you I told you so, but I told you so. Yeah. As I always do. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We'll talk NBA Finals coming up. By the way, a just a, a baseline precursor question this morning. Have you ever seen Jurassic Park? Have you ever seen any of the Jurassic Park movies? Um, you know, are you a are you a fan of Carl's Jr. and Hardee's? Hardee's. Hardee's. I haven't seen a Hardee's since I was a kid growing up in Illinois. But I happen to think some strong opinions about Carl's Jr. We're going to talk about their new primal menu. Primal. Coming up on the show. Uh, we've also got to talk about gas prices. By the way, we did not travel this weekend. Uh-huh. Um, we are actually traveling next weekend, which brings me to my other point, which is uh, we will only be here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week uh, as we will be off Thursday and Friday for um, a small vacation, yo. Uh, so three shows this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, off Thursday, Friday. Uh, so we will look forward to, uh, you know, to chat with y'all again next week for remember, five remember, days. Remember today's Tuesday. Isn't it? Today's two. Oh, that's right. Today's Tuesday. Right? Two shows this week. I love it. I love it. <laughs> two shows this week, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> already made that mistake. Already four minutes into the show and I already made that mistake. Tuesday, Wednesday, off Thursday, Friday this yeah, week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back with a full week of shows next week right here on the Monty Show. But without further ado, let's talk Utah Jazz basketball to tip off the show today. Now, see, see what he did see, there? See, that was a basketball reference, you know, and he said, you know, tip off. And it, Okay, go ahead. You know, like, yeah. you know, it, just, it all you, works together. And stuff. Jumping at center circle. Right, right. Uh, okay. Let's, let's – uh, tip off the show by talking about the most ridiculous Donovan Mitchell trade rumors. And it is getting thick and deep and there's nothing else that needs to describe this situation with Donovan Mitchell rumored to be traded to everybody from Boston to Cleveland to your mom. And I, again, will just say what we have been reporting since the turn of the new year that Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz have a working agreement and that the Jazz have absolutely no plans to trade Donovan Mitchell. Let's get that very straight right now. The Utah Jazz are not trading Donovan Mitchell. But at some point, we had to stop down and laugh at some of these ridiculous trade rumors. And Jake, I think there are a lot out there, but do you have one that you think is the single most ridiculous one? Yeah, so there's this one out there, and, you know, obviously it's going to go ahead and involve the Knicks, but it's a three-teamer that essentially uh, is a situation where the Knicks are going to get Donovan Mitchell, the Jazz are going to get Zion Williamson, Evan Fournier in a first-round pick, and the Pelicans are going to get R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly. 
to me, this is crazy because, first of all, why would the Jazz want Zion Williamson? Why would you replace Donovan Mitchell with Zion Williamson in, in your current in your current setup? It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Who's gonna who? So Mike Conley is gonna be your main your main dude essentially. He's gonna be the main guy. And then, by the way, if you pick up Zion Williamson, what does that do to Rudy Gobert? They're, they're, you're going to have two bigs on the floor or two guys that really are dominant paint players in a league that's built to run up and down and play in transition a lot? Well, that doesn't make a lot of sense either. So when I saw this one, I was, I, and obviously this one's been out for a while, but this one to me was like, man, like this just does not make a lot of sense. And and you can get into the into the financials and all that good stuff, and I'm sure it doesn't make sense there either, but I was just looking at these from a, a very surface level, you know, this guy went to this roster, how does that work? And Don went to this roster, how would that work? Obviously for the Knicks, Donovan Mitchell would fit in just fine, but but I just don't see any way that that would ever, ever make sense, even for, even for the Pelicans. I mean, you look at the Pelicans in this scenario, getting R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me either because now you've already got Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCallum and you're going to try and work R.J. Barrett into that mix? Well, he's not going to start over those two guys. So where are you going to put him at the three? I don't think so. So that's why I say this one in particular doesn't make a lot of sense. And I do think it is the single most ridiculous one that's floating around. Okay. So to address the Knicks trade rumor directly. Yeah. Remember the last time we saw Donovan around the Knicks? It was, oh, his best friend ever since the womb you know, gave birth to Donovan the Amazing Mitchell. Right. Emmanuel Quickly is his best friend on earth ever in any situation that we've ever heard of. Right. So wait, let me get this right. He's going to go to the Knicks and they're going to trade his best friend ever? Oh, oh, oh. Wouldn't he be going to the Knicks to play with Emmanuel Quickly? And I, I don't know. I, I think it's so ridiculous that Donovan Mitchell... And the thing that blows my mind is that I feel like... Fans fall into the honeypot on a regular basis when it comes to Donovan Mitchell trades. And I say that because Donis has Donis said he has one goal in his career to win NBA championships, right. multiple championships. He wants to win. Right. Why would you go to the Knicks right now if your goal was to win a championship? They are no closer to the ultimate prize than the Utah Jazz are. They are no closer to the NBA Finals. In fact, at this very moment, I would say they are much further away than the Utah Jazz are, even if it has nothing to do with the players. The ownership situation in New York is inferior to what Ryan Smith has built in, in, this, in this club. So it makes no sense that Donovan Mitchell would go to the New York Knicks right now. But that is not all, friends, because the Cleveland Cavaliers are also rumored um, to – be trading for Donovan Mitchell. And I think, unlike Jake, I think this trade right here, this rumor, is the single worst trade in the history of bad trades ever. Does that, like, stay? It's ridiculous. How bad I think this Yeah, I think it does. I think that covers is. it. Um, the Jazz receive Kevin Love, Isaac Okoro, uh -huh. a 2025, 2026, 2027 and 2028 first round pick how about that so like 86 first round picks a player that's old and a player who's not on donovan mitchell's level for donovan mitchell all cleveland gets is donovan mitchell 
That doesn't seem like a uh, fair trade. That's one of the dumbest trade ideas <laughs> I've ever heard for both sides of the... And, I think that is the single dumbest, most ridiculous trade rumor for Donovan Mitchell that I've ridiculous. heard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, you know, with these trade rumors, like, that's what I always point to. Whether we're talking about, you know, if you go back to, like, the him or me tweet, or you go back to any of these trade scenarios, or anything that that you hear about the Jazz and in trades and whether it's Donovan Mitchell or somebody else on the roster, all the time we look at these and we're like, man, this just doesn't make a lot of basketball sense. Why would the Jazz do this? Why would Cleveland give up, you know, three first round picks or whatever and Isaac Okoro and Kevin Love? Like nobody would do that. And that's why I say when when we're in this time of year, the dead period, if you will, for uh, every other team besides the Warriors and the Celtics, all you're getting is Rumorville and and what could be. And and I'm here to tell you, and like he was just saying, they're not trading Donovan Mitchell. And and frankly, as a Jazz fan, you got to come to grips with that. They're not trading him. It's not happening. Rudy Gobert, you know, Boyan Bogdanovich, maybe even Mike Conley, those are guys that are on the trade block. Those are guys that they're going to look to move to get value back. But again, you know, uh, looking at these trade scenarios, like there's another – Another Knicks scenario where it's just head up what? with the Jazz. I know you're going to find this hard to believe. It's the Knicks again. The Knicks get, you know, you guessed it, Donovan Mitchell. The Jazz in this scenario would get R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin, Emmanuel Quickly, Evan Fournier, and two first-round picks? Bro, Donovan Mitchell hasn't even been in the MVP conversation. You're sending him, what, one, two, three, four, and two first-round picks? No chance. No chance. I, I, I think you... I think you have to stop reacting so emotionally. Saturday, like, I'm just hanging out. We spent the day, like, power washing the Jeep on Friday. Power. You know, like, we're enjoying our wonderful period of rest. Right. And, oh, DM, ding, ding, ding. Oh, Donovan's going to the Heat. He's going to the Cavs. And he's going to the Barcelona FC, you know, melancholy guys. That's enough of that crap. Like all of these trade rooms. Well, they're going to trade him to, uh, you know, the J-I-M-M-E-R called the Jazz, and he's going to the Shanghai Sharks. It's not the best situation, and we all know that. Donovan's going to the Shanghai Sharks, and they're going to send back... Um, 18 first-round picks. And a pair of shoes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> stop, like, biting the hook on this stuff. It's um, amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. The the they in a the the worst part is at least make them make sense. Yeah. If you're trading Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks, you 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 can't believe. Frankly, like over the weekend, my guy Ray Ray sends me a trade: Donovan Mitchell straight up for a first rounder and Julius Randle. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Done. <laughs> Done. And it's like, no, man. The Jazz no, not have, done. The Jazz have zero interest in Julius Randle. Dude, you're baking None. the cake and you're missing the egg and the flour, bro. That's not going to work, man. And That's you ain't got no work. icing. Yeah. Come on, dude. I, I just think if you're the Utah Jazz and you want to remake this roster, the single quickest way to do that is to trade Rudy Gobert and to trade Mike Conley. Yeah. Those two contracts. And listen, if you can upgrade a Royce O'Neal, I think you do that. But I don't think under any circumstances that the Utah Jazz are going to trade Donovan Mitchell. I've been told repeatedly by sources with the Jazz that they are not open to that discussion right now. 
Um, and you look at what Don's already doing in the offseason. And by the way, what is he posting on social media everywhere? He's working out with world-renowned trainer David Alexander, as he has for the last three off-seasons, as we told you he would. Mm -hmm. um, they're on an island trip with some other guys, and they are there for the sole purpose of kicking off their off-season and getting their bodies in the best shape possible. And we see Don doing flexibility and dexterity drills. We see him using, you know, um, cupping techniques to help heal his legs. And it's everything you want Donovan Mitchell doing. He is working on self-healing self and growing and strengthening. Why do you want to trade him now? Yeah, it, it makes very little sense. And again, as we reported back to January, Ryan Smith and Donovan Mitchell have met. He has been assured that they are going to remake this roster to play to Donovan Mitchell's strengths. The Jazz have told Don they're going to do that. Rudy Gobert has let the Jazz know that he wants to be a Jazz man, but that he's frustrated that he seems to be a scapegoat defensively, which I don't agree with, um, and that he has not been able to get a larger piece of the offense, and that Rudy has told the Jazz he would be open to relocating. It is not his first choice, but he would be open to a, to a move. And I think that's the likely scenario. They have had conversations about Rudy Gobert with teams around the NBA. Yeah, They have had conversations um, about other players on this roster. Boyan Bogdanovich certainly is a guy that a lot of teams had interest in at the deadline. Mm -hmm. And I think you're going to see that they are going to get their financial house in order this summer. I that to me, Jake, is what makes the most sense. Yeah, and I, and I think within that, you know, the only other question that remains is, you know, how aggressive they want to be in the draft. You know, as far as trading these guys, like, you know, is is Justin Zanuck or Danny Ainge uh, on the phone trying to make deals that include picks? And and I and and that's what I think is interesting because you have a scenario uh, in an organization with the Utah Jazz who don't. Uh, utilize their young guys, and I think it's a really interesting conversation. Y you have a team in the Warriors, uh, and you see it a little bit with Boston, but this is much more of a, a Golden State Warrior thing where they played everybody. I mean, all up and down the roster, Steve Kerr played everybody, and you saw that come in handy in certain situations where you needed your you know, your, your Gary Payton seconds or your Jonathan Kamingas, or, you know, you needed these guys to step in for a few minutes and, and do some things. So it you know, in contrast with the Jazz, they're not they're not doing that. We talked all season long about how guys like Jared Butler and 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 Doak and you know you you have guys like Trent Forrest who get you know Trent Forrest got the lion's share of the minutes, but the conversation was that Jared Butler wasn't being developed. So to me, I think what's really interesting is, hey, when are they going to prioritize the draft, if at all? And that to me is what's fascinating because you're going to have opportunities when you're trading guys, the level and caliber of Rudy Gobert, you're going to have opportunities to say, Hey, we want a second rounder as part of this deal, or we want, we want this, or we want that. So I'll be really curious to see what kind of packages they're able to get in a two or three team mm, yeah. scenario. Yeah. Uh, that, that'll be interesting. I, I really don't think that the jazz need to rip this thing apart and go away and they're going to lose for five years. I, I just don't think that's necessary. Yeah. You look at where the Boston Celtics were at midseason. They were a middle of the middle to bottom table team in the Eastern Conference with a rookie head coach, and you had no hope that this team would compete for a championship. Where are they now? Competing for a championship. The Boston Celtics are in the NBA Finals. Yeah. I don't think anymore in this league that you have to take some huge fall off a cliff to rebuild your roster. Yeah. You do need draft capital to do that. 
And I think one of the biggest storylines of this offseason, once the NBA Finals are over, will the Jazz be able to trade back into the draft? And whether that be to acquire a pick to then trade that pick in, in a larger deal, or will they actually draft a guy? I don't know. I think it's a very interesting question. There are a lot of those kind of questions hovering around. But the one thing that is very clear, in my opinion, is they have to get the salary cap to a place where they can compete. Because right now, when you're in the market that they are in Salt Lake City, you don't have a TV deal. You don't have a streaming deal. You have still not released your new uniforms, which I'm told now cannot happen until after the NBA Finals are over because there is a rule in the NBA that you don't make or break news about your club during the NBA Finals. It's 100% about that series. So now I'm told you're not going to get new uniforms until after the NBA Finals at the earliest. Yeah. I mean, you don't have fresh revenue streams coming into the club at this point. So you've got to get this financial house in order. And I think the way you do that is you make trades, you create excitement, then you bring those jerseys out to the market. Then hopefully you're going to launch like third tier rights and streaming and mobile and, you know, like content that we haven't been able to get anywhere else. Yeah. Hopefully you're going to launch a TV deal that's going to allow everybody in the state of Utah to watch jazz basketball on a nightly basis. I think those are all far more pressing than any conversation, Jake, that surrounds uh, uh, you know Donovan Mitchell not being a Jazz man. Yeah, and and I think that this period is really important for the club. You know, this period right now, while the NBA Finals are happening, because make no mistake about it, there are calls and conversations happening. There's no no if ands or buts about that. There they any good front office right now is having conversations and putting things in place to execute deals once the window opens, and and that to me is why this time is so important. And then hopefully, once you execute on some deals and make some things happen, yeah, the jersey release and, like, the rebrand, hopefully the TV deal, all these other things that you're that you're looking for, hopefully that will build momentum heading into camp for, for 2022-2023. And then at that point, you're in you're in really good shape. And, and, and really, you know, Ryan Smith has, has found a way to – really put his stamp on this roster because that remains to be seen I feel like I still feel like we're waiting for you know the team to come together that Ryan Smith envisions you know and a team that can really push forward through the Western Conference uh to get and make its first NBA Finals appearance and and that to me is 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 really what the goal should be and I hope that that doesn't take like five years that really should take like two seasons or so I, I honestly like I don't think that they're going to go to the NBA Finals this next season but that season after that should really be uh, their time. You would think so. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I I really hope that this team strips this roster down to Don and nobody else. I would love to see them flip this roster. I don't have a problem keeping Jordan Clarkson. I really don't have a, a problem. Um, you know, Boyan Bogdanovich is a guy I think that just has too much value to keep, but if he's your third or fourth option on this team, I think you're fine. Other than that, I have no no real use or belief in Royce O'Neal. I have no real use or belief at this point in his career for Mike Conley. I don't see guys off the bench, whether that's Hassan Whiteside, whether that's, you know, Yudoka Azabuki, who, congratulations, by the way, became a United States citizen this weekend. That's awesome. Um, yeah, like, you know, Eric Paschal, he's friends of the program. Let him stay. 
You know, like let Eric Pascal be Donovan Mitchell's friend. He also brings value to the floor, in my opinion. Other than that, I mean, I, I'm not that excited about anybody on this roster. I think that if if it was Donovan Mitchell, the only man standing um, from last season, when we get to training camp, I'd be thrilled with that. I would. That would mean that you were able to access multiple deals. You were able to bring in probably two other you know, number one A and number two options on, on offense. You got more athletic defensively. I'd be fine with that. The likely scenario is they're probably going to make one big trade and a second, you know, minor deal to move salary off of this cap. And I think that one big trade is going to be Boyan Bogdanovich and, and Rudy Gobert going to another destination. Mm-hmm. I've repeatedly heard that. Um, NBA sources have told me for the last two weeks – um, that really Rudy Gobert has big value. But I thought, you know, it was also interesting. Rudy, we talk about ridiculous Donovan rumors. Rudy Gobert has been the, the subject of a lot of ridiculous rumors. It's ridiculous. Shocking. Dallas isn't interested. <laughs> did we ever, did any, did, did you really believe that the uh, Dallas Mavericks were a destination for Rudy Gobert? <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. And if you look at what Golden State, you know, who's also been a hot place for Rudy lately. Yeah, when do we get the report that they're not interested? You know, like you're not trading. The the Utah Jazz are are not going to trade Rudy Gobert in the Western Conference. And if they did, I think it would be the Houston scenario we've talked about so often on this show. It would have to be to a bad team that has assets. That's that That is the only scenario where you're trading him in the Western Conference. Yeah. You're not going to put him on a team that... Again, you're not putting your one of your best players or arguably your best player on the team. You're not sending him to a, a, another team in the Western Conference that you're gonna then going to have to go out and beat to get to the NBA Finals. You're not doing that. That doesn't make sense. And that's why with Rudy, you hear consistently Toronto, Charlotte. There was even uh, for a cup of coffee in Orlando rumor. Like, you know, you're hearing a lot of teams out there out east that, that have options. And that's what I think the likely scenario is. I actually yeah. think... You know, as we've said on the show many times, Toronto is the the likely destination. But I like what Charlotte has to offer. I think they've got some young gun type talent. Yeah, bring Gordy home, man. Bring Gordon yeah. Hayward back. No, you know, no, um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Um, no, no, I'm, no I'm good. Uh, good morning, Steve Hambone. How the heck are you? He says go Celtics. Neville ninety three. Greg Hawkins. Uh, Rudy Sanchez says, morning, fellas. Hope you had a good weekend. You too, Rudy. Uh, appreciate everybody being here. And then BB chimes in and says, Zion Williamson is fat. And yeah, that's what we need, a human cheesecake. I'm sorry. I thought you said a human cheesecake. Fat. That's insensitive. Yeah, come on. Come on. Come he's, on. At, fat. he's at least a cannoli. Fat. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Bolton says, sup, Erwin. Jeremy. Jeremy. How's the car? Jeremy. How's the new car? Jeremy got the deal done. If you were listening last week, we talked specifically about buying cash versus versus uh, the dealership trying to force you into financing a car. Yeah. Uh, James Knight says, why even entertain BS trade rumors? It's crazy. And the the reason we're talking about this today is, well, there's nothing else to talk about. And, um, (laughs) you know, uh, no, because... it's what fans are talking about. And we're a big believer in in playing to the lowest common denominator on this show. Yeah. And the low-hanging fruit and stuff. Yeah. 
you know. Because I think it's what jazz fans are talking about. That's what, and generally, that's what we talk well, about. Well, we told you we were going to do it. I mean, we've been, we, we told you in like when, when they were in the Dallas series, we, we this got brought up. And we told you, no, we're going to wait till the season's over. Then we'll entertain the ridiculous trade ideas and we'll tell you how dumb they are. And, you know, and we've gone through that now. Cody Strickland says, anyone else lose sound? No sound, question mark. Oh, wait, never mind. Had to reset the phone. That was weird <laughs> AF. It's internal. You know, it. that was, you know. I love you, Cody. Should love get an you, bro. iPhone, bro. Yeah, I love you, uh, bro. Uh, James Knight says, Danny Ainge is like, hold my beer, bro. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Um, Jeremy Bolton says, if Gordon Hayward wants to come home, he should call first. Wow. 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 That's not nice. Keep Eric, it real. Eric C says RSL on a nice three game winning streak. Not, yeah. All right. We are the army of our, what, what is there, there? I don't know. You know, every word of their, we're not there yet. You know, we're not uh, there yet. It Donnie, is, please. Yeah. It's not the day after the all-star game. Yet. Yeah. Come on. Um, you know, so by the way, the sale of Chelsea football club is completed. Oh, we now have money to actually spend. That's not going to go to Vladdy. So, you know, Vladdy. life, <laughs> life is good. NBA finals. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the NBA finals because I actually think this is one of the most compelling matchups we've had in the recent years. Yeah. Um, I love this series. I love everything about this series. And I think the main talking points after you hit the thumbs up, like, and then subscribe button, uh, cause we had a prolific weekend of subscriber count. Thank you for that. Um, by the way, congratulations to Caleb Harrison. Yes. Uh, Caleb won our $250 Maverick uh, gas card. By the way, we're talking gas prices later in the show. It's not good. I warn you now. It's not good. Yeah. Congratulations on that new gas guzzler you got there, Jeremy Bolton. Way to go. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, let's move on. Um, <laughs> NBA Finals. I love this matchup. It is the Boston Celtics, who I think have come through one of the most difficult paths we've seen lately in the Eastern Conference against Golden State Warriors, who I don't think they've played since the Christmas game. Yeah. Um, it feels like Golden State hasn't played in like a month. Um, and now they're going to be off until Thursday night, which is when the NBA Finals start in San Francisco at Chase Center. And Jake, I, I think there's so many compelling storylines i'm really excited for this series yeah i think it's one of the best series that one of the best series matchups that we've had in in recent time and and i and i look back over the finals of recent years and my favorite has been you know was the the kd warriors versus lebron and the Cavs. i think that was one of the all-time great matchups we've seen in the finals in recent history and this is this has the potential to to live up to that from a basketball perspective and and what i mean is you look at the games within this game you look at you know marcus smart versus steph curry you look at jason tatum trying to get by clay thompson let's say you look at all the different ways that they use al horford and how draymond green's gonna have to slow that down all these matchups within the game are really interesting and in how the defense is handled because i maintain and this really, I guess, is the crux of the conversation in this series. I maintain that the, the the Boston Celtics have yet to see a team that plays with the pace that the Warriors play with that consistently. I don't think they've seen that yet. Yeah, but I also don't think the Golden State Warriors have seen a team that pounds the basketball, that plays as physical as Marcus Smart plays. I don't think you've seen a team with a dynamic duel, um, you know, that like Boston has with Jason Tatum and Jalen Green and – you know, or Jalen Brown, excuse me. Like, I, I just think you have so much talent. 
that is diverse and does so many different things, that to me is going to be the single biggest difference is how does Boston deal with the the multi-faceted Golden State Warriors offense? Mm -hmm. Because I can see a scenario where Al Horford's going to have trouble in this series because you can play different styles. If you're Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors, you don't have to play Kevon Looney. You don't have to play big in this series. If you are Boston, I think you really want to be able to play bigger physical basketball. Um, and I think if you're Golden State, you want to track me because I don't think that Boston can can play at that speed or at least they have not had to or shown their ability to. And the other question I have is, are people respecting Golden State's defensive prowess enough? Because we're hearing a lot about Boston, this great defensive basketball team, and they are, don't get me wrong. I think Marcus Smart is deserving of the, the defensive player of the year, which means he's got a really good core of defensive players around him as well. I think Boston's very good, but Jake, I don't think Golden State gets enough credit for being a really good defensive basketball team. Yeah, and I think to that point, everyone's forgotten about Gary Payton II and, and his contributions, and obviously he was hurt. Uh, he sustained that injury in the Memphis series, but they're saying he's going to be back for the NBA Finals, and I think even, let's say that it's a scenario where he can't even shoot a basketball, but he can come back and play defense, I think that's a, that's a, that is a huge asset because you know, you look at Andrew Wiggins' contribution against Dallas. He played great defense on Luka, and, and I would expect more of the same on Jason Tatum. The question then becomes, though, how, like, can Andrew Wiggins, the offensive basketball player, contribute uh, in the NBA Finals the way he did against Dallas? So that's what I'm saying. This series, I, I'm, I think that this is one of the best series we've had in a long time because of the fact that you have all these mini matchups within the series that are really good, like Jason Tatum versus Andrew Wiggins, that's a phenomenal matchup. Both are really good at what they do on each end of the floor. Klay Thompson's contribution is going to be absolutely vital. Do we get, you know, 30-point Clay, or are we going to get 15-point Clay? What what are we going to get? That will probably decide the Warriors' fate. Yeah, and and I think actually, you know, the, the Otto Porter return is is a big one and by the way Steve Kerr said yesterday that none of his three guys Peyton Iguodala or Porter have scrimmaged yet and I think that's a big one because they play Thursday yep and you know that Golden State's kind of been chilling you know playing basketball against each other and it'd be nice to see you know today if you can get Gary Payton Andre Iguodala and Otto Porter Jr. on the floor uh, because that's really the only way that you're going to know, hey, can they play in games? Can they play at that speed? And what is – Gary Payton's a rhythm and flow player, in my opinion. He, he's also a try-hard guy. But he's a guy that you need to really be in the rhythm and flow and feel part of a thing so that he plays at his best. And the question for me, and the question's always going to be, when you miss as much time as he's missed with a broken elbow, essentially, that he's had, how easy it is it is it for him to get back into the flow of the team – back into the flow of the game and have the stamina to play at the level of energy that's required in the NBA finals. I think that's a huge question. Otto Porter, I think he's been playing. He's missed a game or two stretch. Fine. A guy like Andre Iguodala, I actually think it's a huge risk to bring him back yeah. because he just simply has not played. And that's why I say like, I would not be in a hurry to bring these guys back. I think Otto Porter brings you a lot of intelligence on the floor, I think, obviously, he can knock down the three. He generally makes the right play at the right time, and he's in the right spot. Yeah. Gary Payton obviously brings you defense, obviously brings you enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. Right? So you would like to get him back, even if it's for five to seven minutes at a time. Yeah. 
I just would not bring Andre Iguodala back. I, I, I when you're gonna when you bring him back, I think you have to ask what is the risk reward with Andre Iguodala. I don't think the reward is high. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I think because of his age, you know, he's obviously not the defensive player that he was. You know, I, again, I, I think I, I guess I feel like it's right in that same light of of Gary Payton, what you just said, which is you you could bring Iggy back, but it wouldn't be for twenty minutes a night. I mean, you you're, you're talking about five to 10 minute windows. But I do think, you know, he's a guy that brings a lot of value from an experience standpoint. I mean, right. He's played a lot of playoff basketball. Obviously he was on, on the championship warriors club. So he's been around these guys uh, as far as the core is concerned. So, I mean, from that standpoint, he can bring a lot of value, but again, I think for the warriors, this series is decided with those three guys as it always has been, even when Kevin Durant was on the team. You know, you've got Clay, Steph, and Draymond. Those three guys will decide how far they go. And to this point, they've been dynamite. And that's why I say to 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 all the Boston Celtics folks and supporters and people who think they're going to win this series, I think that's the code you have to crack. How do we get Steph Curry in foul trouble, number one? And then number two, how are they going to handle how – is, how are the Warriors going to use Draymond to disrupt our offense? You have to understand that dynamic. Yeah, and uh, Carl says that Boston doesn't belong here because Struess stepped didn't step on the line. Here we go. Do we really believe that one guy stepping on the line – Well, I mean – a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, if you look at the score and how the game finished, that three could have decided it's things. Nuts. But I, I feel like this is right up the same alley as saying, oh, the officials had a bad game and they robbed us of the win. Dude. But think about if that three-pointer stays on the board, what changes for Boston schematically? What changes for for Miami schematically? Like, what would they have done different? How would the game have flowed different? Shot selection changes. Defense change, Like, God, that one play didn't determine that game or that series. It was a seven-game marathon. Yeah. Like, one play did not keep Miami out of the NBA Finals. That's a ridiculous, yeah, ridiculous argument. One That's play, ridiculous. Yeah, one play is never going to determine a series. Was he on the line? To me, it looked like he was. They reviewed it, and they said he was on the line. They took the basket off the board after. If you didn't see it, Max Struess was on the sideline, Terrible footwork, by the way, to get him into this situation. He put his heel down on the line, shoots a three, makes it. They call it good. They go back after the fact, review it, and take the three off the board. Yeah. It is what it is. It's three points in a seven-game series. You truly believe that's what kept Miami out of the out of the final. And they reviewed it and came to that conclusion. So that's why I say, like, it, 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 it is what it is. I have to agree with you on this. If you had better footwork and, it, and we didn't have to talk about the line, this wouldn't be a conversation. And that's, uh, again, it comes down to details, man, details. And yeah. that's a small detail that he missed. Yep, I agree. Uh, Richard McDonald says, man, I love this show. So ready for college football to start back up. Is it, too, is it too early? No, it's not it's too early. It's never too early. And here's the here's the thing. I mean, we, can, we, were, we were debating last week talking about how you know, the Pac-12 went to, you know, win percentage versus overall wins. Versus divisions. And yeah, like that whole thing. And and, and trust me, we're going to get into college football a ton. It's, I can't wait. I'm really excited. And it's I, 100 I, days to NFL kickoff, by the way. It's coming. I mean, yeah. it's, it's here. And if you think about what's ahead for football in this state, I mean, you have BYU going into the Big 12. You've got, you know, you've got a, a Utah Ute team that's coming off of a Rose Bowl in a Pac-12 championship. Yep. Um, I mean, you just have so much to look forward to. you got the to. USC dynamic this year. Yeah, I mean, the Pac-12 on its own 
has just so many storylines in it. I, I, I mean, the games that you're going to see at Utah this year, the home games at Utah, the, yeah. the preparation, the changes that are happening in Provo to get into the big 12 next year and really try to compete right out of the gate. I mean, there's so much change happening in college football in this state. It, it's remarkable. And it is a really exciting time to be a college uh, football fan. Unless you're Tanner Plummer, who went to the RSL game and got his car towed. You got your car towed. Tanner. Tanner. What, what, Tanner, what Tanner. happened? Now you got to tell the story. Well, I'm guessing that Tanner parked illegally and got his car <coughs> towed. I mean, that's, what they, you know. So, what, you're, so you got red carded in the parking lot. Yeah, essentially. He, let's see what he did. See red what card. I did there? See. It's a soccer reference. Red card. No, it's not a towed. soccer reference. Oh, it's, I'm sorry. It's, it's a, a football, football reference. Football sorry. reference. My it's bad. a football yeah. reference. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Tanner says, Eric, see, I got uh, to the game with my dad. It was fun. Sadly, our car got towed, but thankfully we were able to get it back for like $7,000. Getting your car towed is one of the worst things that can happen to um, you. I'm telling you. I mean, pay your tickets. I've never had my car booted. I, a good friend of mine in LA never pays his parking tickets. He got his Land Rover booted. And it's like, dude, that's the worst thing ever. Ever. That's it, um, Skippy. Yeah. BB says, I hate Warriors. Just hating them take two years of and go draft big. We told we too old for that damn go Boston had to throw up a little. All right. So, next okay. comment. Don't drink so early in the morning. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah okay. You know, yeah, uh, I despise Golden State. James Knight says, we know you hate Draymond. Yeah. Well, you hate he also says that's not Joe Ingles. He also says that he, no, he likes Patty Mills. Mm -hmm. uh, he also says that he is uh, doubling down on Draymond getting ejected in game three. Oh, well. Wow. Yeah, because you didn't hit the trifecta on that one, did you? Yeah. Uh, where's my 4X gold, by the way? Yeah. Uh, Big Dog O-Town says, yeah, Boston are tough defensively, but Golden State got them horses and will run Boston ragged. Never underestimate Golden State's defense and their pedigree of being champions, the core three. Shout to Mobamba. I do love the conversation about legacy. If yes. Steph wins another one. Yes, yes, yes. Shaboy. Yes. Kevin Durant hasn't done a thing. Yeah. Since he got well, you that. Know what was funny? Wait, wait, hey, hey, hey. He hasn't done a thing since he got that last ring. <laughs> he, I mean. Let's see what he did there. He hasn't done a thing since he got that last ring. Anyway, the point, nothing? Facts. Okay. Uh, BB says still hate them, though. Okay. But you know what's funny? You know what's really funny? Since Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant left their last teams both of those teams are in the nba finals wrap your head around that one yeah um <laughs> james knight says shout out to mo bamba big dog yeah i played it already yeah man i played it man i came big through. Dog. shout out to mo bamba big dog you the man dude yeah, man. good to see you jeremy bolton says it's n whoa comment dump it's never too early to talk about jaron hall and how he's going to be the number one goat qb in the state screw Stop. cam homeless rising in logan's chub i mean bonner boner what is wrong with you, Jeremy Bolton? Jeez. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, I'd love to hear some more college football. I miss football. I miss football, too. Yeah, man. I miss football, too. I mean, we can – you, you want to talk – we can We can talk uh, Johnny – I mean, uh, Baker Mayfield. See what I did there? Johnny Dude, Manziel, Johnny Baker Manziel, Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. You know, if you're Baker Mayfield, how terrible do you feel that your football team likes you so little – that they went and traded for a 22-time accused <laughs> sexual assaulter. Oh. 
They they went and traded for uh, Deshaun Watson, who's got 22 pending civil cases oh, accusing him of sexual dude. assault, allegedly. <laughs> That's how little they like you. They the Browns haven't been able to trade Baker Mayfield. Not only that, we all know Deshaun Watson has his entire offense like in some tropical island paradise teaching them how to catch his footballs. Yeah. And you're not there. So now your teammates like Deshaun way more than they like you. Yeah. Deshaun's going to get suspended for the year and they're going to expect you to be the starting quarterback. And when you refuse to show up to be the starting quarterback, they're going to call you selfish and you're going to be a villain. Bet you weren't expecting this one. Congratulations, Baker, on that great career. <laughs> My goodness, how things have changed for Baker Mayfield. And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Goodness gracious. Neville 93 throws up a middle finger to Boston. Okay. Wow. Great year to be a college football fan in Utah. Go Cougs, Richard McDonald. Yeah, says. and by the way, hold on. We did we have been talking college football. The Nick Saban and Jimbo thing? Come on. Yeah. We've worked in some college football. Nick Saban. It's ridiculous. By the way, the SEC coaches meeting um starts today and it is for every coach of every sport at every school and they have to all meet together in the same room and both nick saban and jimbo fisher yeah jimbo i don't know what you're talking about are going to be together in the same room today any chance they talk no because jimbo says it's over right jimbo it says is if i say it is jimbo says it's, <laughs> jimbo says it's over it ain't over dude yeah I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, Eric, it's not over. Uh, Eric C says, man, I don't think I can get into college football again this year when the chargers are so good. Eric C says, you got to be into this year. Uh, our teams play against each other again. He means Utah and San Diego state. Tanner yeah, Plummer says, sense. LOL. Okay. So here's what happened. It was my dad's car. And we decided to park it at, at this one spot where we've parked many times over hey, the guys. years. For RSL games, nothing ever happened. So, hey in other words, you parked in a legal parking spot for years and got away with it, and now the man was like, "Look at this dick. We're just a fucking Bernal Equinox. We're towing this car." <laughs> Ryan Smith saw it and he's like, "Hey, yeah, I have somebody tow that. No freeloading. We got to not that guy, pal. Trust yeah. me, you're not that guy. No freeloading. Everybody pays. We gotta, you know, we got this Mike Conley contract. Yeah, yeah tow that guy. Yeah. Anyway, um." <laughs> Uh, Richard McDonald says, Jaron Karen Hall is the truth. Man. Okay. If he can stay healthy, can the guy stay on can the football field, dude? Stay healthy. That's the biggest thing. Like, can the guy understand, hey, yes, I have the ability to run the football, but I shouldn't be running it all the time because if I do that, I'm not going to stay on the field. But That's here's the thing. thing that I don't also understand is why are BYU fans already like, yeah, first round pick. Like, I are like, you serious? The right guy, now? I mean, I, I hope we're all on the same page. Jaron definitely has proving to do. I, I think, you know, the problem last season for all for all the BYU fans on the show is that, you know, you were having a good season. He gets hurt. He comes back too soon. He plays against Baylor. He gets his ass kicked. He comes out, throws a couple nice touchdowns, but they lose by a bunch. Like, it's it, it there is proving to do. Yes. The only reason. Zach Wilson got drafted as high as he got drafted. It's because they had a great season. They had, what was it, a one-loss season or a two-loss season, I think it was. I'd have to go back and verify. But you had a dynamite season with him as your quarterback, and that's why he got drafted. So 
that's what Jaron has to do. And, Coastal Carolina. Yeah, and by the way, it'd be nice if you had a nice season headed into the Big 12 and that whole thing All of this coming. is predicated on Jaron Hall staying yeah. healthy. Somebody's got to teach that guy that, you know, you are not invincible. Because, I mean, he got hurt. Let's remember, he got hurt at the end of the USC game or the Arizona State game, excuse me, trying to run in for a touchdown. Yeah, he got thumped. You can't do that as a quarterback. You, you just can't. Um, let's see. James Knight says the Jeep content was great. Guys, looked like a lot of fun. Thank you. Check it out. Our Moab trip to Fins and Things uh, with the Jeep, which is, by the way, stacked. Yeah, dude. Man, I'm so happy with the way that thing's turned out. We've got about ten grand into the upgrades on our Jeep Wrangler Rubicon. Um, and it, everything has just gone swimmingly. It has really been a – I mean, it's been an awesome project. Um, we're going to the Tetons and Yellowstone this weekend. So that's why we're only here today and tomorrow. And then we're off until next Monday. So I apologize. We're missing quite a, you know, a lot and stuff. We're on to Cincinnati. But you know, um, yeah, we're on to the Tetons, Bill. Um, <laughs> the Tetons are not in Cincinnati. Bill. Right. Uh, they're in Wyoming. Right. Uh, James Knight, uh, I appreciate you mentioning that. Brett Robbins says broke down. Joe Ingles can get traded, but Baker can't. Exactly. Seriously. I mean, that's, I mean, as much as that's tongue in cheek, it's true. Baker tear knee ligament. Yeah. Everybody wants you, Ooh. uh, you know, um, Greg Hawkins says San Diego state and Utah, September 18th. Indeed. I mean, again, every year, San Diego state is that team. They're a great team. You know, they're going to be able to run the football and you, it's just going to be, Hey, are you going to be able to stop the run or not? And if you do, you're probably going to win the game. I don't know. Can Steve Fisher coach football instead of basketball? You know, anyway, that's too deep. Um, you know, Tanner says we weren't the only ones who got towed. Doesn't make doesn't it matter. Right. You're the only doesn't, one that got caught. Doesn't make guy. it right. Hey guys. Ryan Smith has to pay Rudy Gobert. You're going to pay the, you're going to pay the toll, man. Doesn't make you feel so, responsible. My dad got a $500 fine. And we took an Uber to the tow place and got my dad's car. Daddy? Dude. A five. Dude. You went to an RSL game and got a $500 fine for parking in a spot that clearly was not a parking spot. There are no shortcuts in this life. Isn't that right, Jake? Yeah, 100%. Make, make man. your bed. Yeah. Make your bed. Yeah. Jeremy Bolton says, I hope Saban and Jimbo fist fight. That would be amazing. Jim just the fact that his name is Jimbo just makes the whole thing that much better. Yeah. And he was terrible at Florida. That's State. an issue. You know. Richard McDonald says, uh, hopefully with age, uh, Jaron Hall's learned he's not invincible exactly. Tanner also says, also the place we parked was next to this one restaurant, and the owner said that we could park there. Then why didn't the owner pay the $500 tab? It was on their website, but then they took it off. Um, so when, it, dude, you tried. So hold on. To, you tried to take a shortcut. So hold on. You park in this spot. You go to the game. You come back, and your car's just not there. Yeah. Did you talk to the owner? Did like how does that like? Well, I'm guessing there's a sign that says, "Hey, Dick, this spot's not for parking, hey, and if you Dick. park here, you're gonna get towed." <laughs> right? Like, I have to believe there's a sign in every parking lot that says, "Hey, we're gonna charge you a million dollars if you park here." I guess. I have to believe that's what happened. I guess, but my question is, how did you find out? Like, like, like they towed your car away, and you just rolled out and asked the owner where your car went. Like, how did it go down? That's what I want to know. The best towing story I have is I used to sell Jeeps mm -hmm. way back in the or like in the early '90s, like 1990, 1991, right. or 92, in Schaumburg at Schaumburg Jeep Eagle. Right. You remember Eagle Talons? Oh, what a car that was. Um, but anyway, so we used to sell Jeeps. So um, there was a night of um, how shall I say tomfoolery. 
right that took place in a jeep wrangler in downtown chicago <laughs> and the guy who had the jeep it was a loaner from the dealership uh. so when you, back in the day when you were a salesman they used to give you a car to drive so that you could show it off around town and stuff so this guy i think his name was i want to say kevin for some reason kevin's in my head not jimbo no definitely not saving Okay. Um, so Kevin takes a, Kevin drives downtown. Yeah. We all get in his Jeep. We drive downtown. We had a night of ridiculousness. We went to Carson's for ribs. Like we were, I mean, we were out. Mm -hmm. It was fun. Right. Went back to the spot at like four in the morning and the Jeep is gone. Uh Oh, and we have to be at work at like nine for a sales meeting. Uh oh, and this is what I remember. I just remember thinking to myself, dude, man, I live in Northbrook. How am I going to get home? Because I got to get a shower and change. And I just remember saying to everybody, oh, I'm going to hop on the Metra with the, the train that That's takes you from Chicago, Chicago to the yeah. suburbs. Yeah. And they were all so mad at me because I was like, no, nah, I'm out. Yeah. Long story short. It was all, it was more than 500 bucks. Cause I think I chipped in 200 bucks and there were like four or five of us. And yeah, there were five of us, two in front and three in back. And we were like, yeah, that's right. We were packed in this Jeep. So five dudes in a Jeep Wrangler, we were like half sitting on each other's lap. It was, don't say it. Cause no, but yeah, it was awkward. And so we all wound up. It was really expensive. I wound up paying like 200 bucks, right. chipping in 200 bucks. We all chipped in to get the Jeep out. Right. He got fired because the, the, uh, one of the, one of the front wheels, the suspension was bent oh on the front God. wheel of the Jeep. And she took offense and he got fired. <laughs> it was brutal. It was cause obviously, obviously they tried to hide it. I don't remember the details of it, but it was, Dude. It was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. So not good. Um, James Knight says you're grounded. You're grounded, Tanner. Uh, Greg Hawkins says Hoke is a good coach, but he looks like Chris Christie. He does. He does. It's San Diego State. With all due respect, Chris there. Christie. Yeah, he does. Brady Hoke and Chris Christie are brothers. Dude. Hey, man, have you ever seen their dads Bro, in different Chris places Christie with different even women? Relevant anymore? Like what, what? Like I haven't. Like yeah. What, is, what the Chris hell is he even doing? He's coaching San Diego State football. What do you mean? Uh, Tanner Plummer says Jaron Hall will have a really good offensive line this year if he can stay in the pocket more and improve his mechanics. He should be healthy for most, if not all, of the season. Well. Eric C says, LOL, Greg Hawkins. Neville 93 says, I went to the RSL game too. It was fun. I parked where the UTA bus picks up people. It's free. Yeah, Tanner, it's free. It doesn't cost $500. So I said, yeah. <laughs> James Knight wants to know if the BMX bike is in the shop, Tanner. <laughs> wow. Tanner's like 30 years old. He's not a Tanner, kid. Tanner, by the way, have you been playing the Xbox at all? Tanner won an Xbox on this show. Have you even played it yet? He probably hasn't. Tanner says, yeah, it wasn't there when we came out. <laughs> and the, the restaurant owner was shocked. Anyway, we had fun watching RSL win, so it made up for the whole towing experience. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Big Dog says, been a USC fan my whole... Okay. Just stop right there. Wait, how do we block... How it's do really we, despicable. How do we block people? I, I'm, I thought... Big Dog, you... USC. Dude. No, come on. Seriously. Dude, how? Why? Okay, what does the rest of his comments say? Can he redeem no, himself? Here? I'm not going to read it. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, he says, right. I've been a USC fan my whole life. 
uh, and them and Utes, my two favorite college teams. You can't be a Ute. No, it doesn't work that way, bro. That's not be... nearly as bad as being like, oh yeah, BYU. That this is why. But I also root for the Utes. Like yeah, the U. I'm, I'm a Cubs and a White Sox. Like fan. the U. No, you're not. Hey, like the U. No, you're not. Cool hat, bro. Half a U and then a Y on the other side. This is why you're a jackass. <laughs> um, you cannot be a Ute and a BYU fan. No, that is no. No. Uh, Greg Hawkins says USC is shaping up to be dangerous. I think I, everybody says they don't have a chance to win the the conference this oh, year. They do. They do. Caleb Williams can can play football. I mean, they they are. I'm sorry, dude. The influx of talent in South Central for USC is incredible. It is what Lincoln Riley has done there. I mean, come on. You, you can't be serious. And I would say, you know, the other team that I think could be sneaky good this year, speaking of the Big 12, is Texas. Mm-hmm. Now, it's sorry. Texas. So, you know, but their defense is going to be incredible. Neville 93 said, it's like saying I'm a Denver fan and a Raiders fan yeah. all at the same time. Like, you're not, you're, you're, you don't do that, bro. It, it violates <sighs> the rules. Brandon Whiteside's read my mind. I wasn't going to go here. Oh, God. Brandon Whiteside says, hey, Tanner, dude, where's my car? <laughs> That's a movie, Jake. You've never probably heard of that. Have you? You've never heard of that, have you? I have heard that drop before, but I don't have it. Yeah, dude. Where's my car, dude. bro? That's the worst Isn't feeling that, when you come Keanu? out. Who is that? Sure. Uh, Richard McDonald says exactly. Being a Y fan, this is why. Uh, and on a BYU you, radio. On BYU radio. <laughs> uh, and a and a U fan is like being an evangelical and a Mormon. That's a different show. Yeah, you know, for in different times. And we we don't we don't no no. All right. Um, can we talk about gas prices, please? By the way, prediction on the NBA finals, real quick. Now that Greg Hawkins completely derailed the show, Warriors and six. Uh, Warriors and six. Warriors and six. I think Boston's going to sweep. No. Next year, like a season series from somebody. Whoever came up with that shit needs to uh, be fired. I'm taking uh, Golden State in five. I think Golden State's going to walk in this series. Really? Yeah, I do. I think that they're. I think they're being really under. I think they have everything to play for, and I know that JT and and Brown and Smart and it's a really good group of guys over there. Steve Kerr is not to be trifled with. Yeah, he is. Yeah, f around and find out. He because, is a savage. Yeah, he's 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 that dude. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to take. I really. I don't think it happens. Golden State in five, probably six. Yeah. But I'm going to take Golden State in five as my official pick. Richard McDonald uh, says, LOL, I had to fill up my tank yesterday here in SoCal. Dude. All right, let's talk gas prices after you give us a thumbs up. If you're here right now, please give us a thumbs up. We really appreciate it. It helps the channel grow, really supports the show. Um, And if we have to bribe you, that's fine. Um, I'm almost out of shirts. So great job on the shirts, by the way. Yeah, really appreciate that. we are at 42 wow 4287 damn yeah we picked up just about 100 subscribers over the weekend How about that? without doing a show on friday appreciate you guys on that gas prices the average gallon of gas nationally and this is triple a numbers is $4.59 yeah so of course it's way more expensive in utah utah for 85 gas for low end crappy gas four dollars and 69 cents yeah for 87 gas four dollars in 88 cents 30 cents higher yeah for 91 it's five dollars and nine cents a gallon yeah dude 
So let me ask you guys this here on the show. Yeah. Did you stay home this weekend because of gas prices? We did not. We stayed home this weekend because we're going to the Tetons in Yosemite this coming week. It weekend. was just scheduling. It had nothing to do with gas. But I got to tell you, I am saving up my Harman's points to fill up the Jeep. Dude. Because the Jeep gets like three miles a gallon. It's sitting on 35s. On the freeway, it gets like 15. Yeah, it's it's on 35s. It's lifted. It is. It it's fights tank, the wind. The, yeah, the thing is a tank. Yeah, the thing is a, a tank. tank, bro. Yeah. It is not good on gas miles. So it'll be interesting to see how we do there. But my God, did did gas prices change your traveling habits? Because here's the thing that not a lot of people are talking about when it comes to gas prices in this country right now. Yes, they are skyrocketing. You look at the California numbers. Oh, my God. Um, for California, 85 gas is $6.16. 87 is $6.34. And premium, 91, is $6.48 a gallon. They're the only state currently, oh. according to these AAA numbers, that has $6 across the board for every grade. $6.48. Yes. For a gallon of gas yes, in dude. SoCal, yes. in the state of California. Yes. I don't know how you afford Kansas, that. Kansas has the lowest gas prices across the board right now. $4.12 for 85, 4.38 for mid and 4.65 for premium. Who but who wants to live in Kansas, bro? Yeah, I mean the first state that I'm looking at that is like desirable would be Texas. Well, Georgia. Georgia's desirable. Okay, did you, know. you just say Texas is desirable? Yeah, a lot of people live in Texas. Too. Other than, you know, guns and... Well, yeah, but... No, but no, no, no. Different, no, different conversation. people live in Texas. Though, no, dude. no, they don't. Yes, they Not do. Not willingly. Okay, you have a You're, microphone. But you said desirable. You did. Yeah. You, you said, said Texas, Texas was Texas desirable. Texas is a desirable place to live. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Okay, well, let's let here. Let me count the desirable ways. Hurricanes. Housing prices. Humidity. Humidity. Housing prices. Ability to open what, 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 businesses. What, 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 what? Ted, low taxes. Ted Cruz. People are dying in Cancun Cruz. <laughs> a frozen hurricane rain. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the church guy. What's his name? The preacher. Oh, dude, Joel Lakewood, Joe Olsteen. Joe Olsteen. We got we got a whole host of corrupt religious. Bro, she if walks, you, she's been down here five minutes. She just walks in. Five and, minutes. It's been thirty five seconds since she's dropping Ted Cruz, Joe Osteen bombs. <laughs> we have all kinds of corrupt religious and corrupt but whiteness. That's not unique it to makes Texas. it very attractive for white Texas, people. Dude. It's not unique to Texas. It's not unique to Texas. But all I'm saying is from it's a business It's exacerbated in Texas. Whoa. For like Whoa. This is a family show. All I'm saying is Texas is a desirable place to live for a lot of people. There's no denying okay. it. Maybe not for you or maybe not for me. Josh Levern says Corpus Christi is great. Like, but but do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's it's it, like there's places to live. He said Corpus. I know Corpus Christi. Yes, Corpus I know. Christi, I know. Texas. Yeah, I know. He, yeah, I know. He said it's desirable. Um you know, whatever. Uh, Neville 93 says gas station in downtown LA went up to $8 a gallon. Yeah, dude. See, but this is the thing. Here's, and this is the, oh, old Uncle Joe. Yeah. Here's the problem. It has nothing to do with politics. This is, this is greed. This is people trying to make up for what they lost during the thing that we can't talk about because YouTube hates us when we talk about the thing where people did their not cover their face because we can't say that right thing, right or get that you thing know, in their arm the and thing. stuff right. and stuff right. um this is gas station owners and companies trying to gouge and the demand for gas is low this is what people don't understand 
The demand for gas in this country right now is low because it's so expensive. People have curbed their driving and people now, by the way, don't go to the office. So they're not driving just to drive. So what you have is not supply and demand. You have gas companies gouging consumers. $8 a gallon is absolute thievery. And what you have now is attorneys general and the Department of Justice are looking at prosecuting gas station owners for $8 a gallon gas. That's where we've gotten in this country. Because the truth be told, the government has done everything that they can do. They've released strategic reserves. They've released diesel reserves. And what this is, is you're looking at, you know, and everybody makes fun of me for, for doing this. Like I was looking at Pipeline Path this weekend and gas, getting ready to talk about this. And what you're seeing is the gas that is coming out of the Middle East is going to China. That's a huge problem. Who's giving gas to Europe? Well, the gas coming out of the United States is going to Europe. Mm -hmm. And it's why we are, I think it, it plays into this theory that the, the war in Ukraine is why we have gas prices the way they are. Because now Europe yesterday, I don't know how many people saw that, because by the way, Memorial Day is a United States holiday. So around the world, business went on as usual yesterday. What did the EU say yesterday? We are going to cut our fuel and energy purchases from Russia by 90%. So oil purchasing from Russia just got slashed by 90%. So what do you think gas companies are going to do? Well, they're going to fill that gap. And they are going to charge Europe exponentially more for gas or, excuse me, petrol, petrol. Uh, for fuels than, than they were. Yeah. Because now Russia, who's a major supplier of oil, which is how we get gas, now 90% of their production was just lost on in the European market. So gas prices aren't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And we can politicize the issue and say that it's Joe Biden's fault. It's not. This is greed. It's corporate greed, plain and simple, in my opinion. Yeah. And I don't know that. And the worst part of this conversation is, how do you fix that? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think at some point, yeah, I, I would hope that, I guess the only hope is that the government gets involved on that, you know, and, and, and changes it. I, I mean, it's at some point, and this is inevitably what happens. Like, this is what's happening kind of with housing, I guess, and, and you know, similar. Like, at some point, people are not going to pay the price. Like, at some point, they're going to stop driving, and they're going to, you know, chill out, and that you're like companies are going to see that hit. Giggity asks a very important question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me gas isn't high because of Joe Biden. I thought Joe was giving Hunter a cut of the cut off the top of gas profits. Well, he is right. I mean, I mean, they're calculating that on Hunter's lap. What a stupid son of a bitch. You know, Boy. Giggity, I love you, dude. So good to see you, Giggity. I'm glad you're here. Jonathan Eaton says just drove up from uh, Texas a few days ago. Pain at the pump. Oof. Yeah, I dude. mean, it's incredible. Yeah. I don't know what you do either. And, and this springs forward this conversation about, hey, are you ready for e-cars? Are you ready for battery? Are you ready for, like, one of the things that I think is really cool is situations like this always are, are the give birth to innovation. Yeah. And if you look at what we went through during that period of time that we're not allowed to talk about on YouTube and stuff, <laughs> you know the thing. Innovation came out of that. If you look at the way that radio versus podcast works, you're on this podcast because this is your new normal. And you're not in the car and you're not listening to radio. You're listening to streamed content. Yeah. That's a major change. Grocery delivery services. 
pay it, pay, you know, pay online, pick up at the curb, drop it off in my window. Right. That's all innovations out of the thing that we can't talk about. Mm -hmm. Like when you look at how the world changed because of that thing, <coughs> delivery service, look at Amazon. Look at the way that Amazon flourished during that period. Jeff. Look at the money. there. They, and, and a lot of people don't realize this. That thing that we're not allowed to talk about over the last couple of years probably saved the United States Post Office mm -hmm. because of Amazon contracting the United States Post Office for a quarter of their deliveries. Yeah. That's a new revenue stream that wasn't here before the thing we can't talk about. Mm -hmm. I, it's, it's, it's amazing that situations like this and i can only think that these skyrocketing gas prices are going to create innovation opportunities yeah. and whether that is a new vehicle that comes out or a new vehicle technology that comes out hydrogen fuels it, it, absolutely it could be but who's the number one provider of hydrogen in the world if, if memory serves i believe it's russia right so but you look at ford and chevy what are what are gm and ford doing yeah dumping billions of dollars into new power plant things that are not petroleum based they're trying to find ways to power cars yeah that are not killing the world so that you know the ingredients in batteries that power you know e-cars electric vehicles are terrible for the environment the footprint that the manufacturing of those batteries leave behind is incredible so people are now trying to find a way and I got to believe that this gas crisis, is it, is it too much to I call this a crisis? I don't think it's too much to call it a crisis. We're talking about $8 a gallon? Like, California's always been more expensive. That's kind of a given. But $8? I, I, it's insane. See, Greg Hawkins, and I think this is a conversation. Greg Hawkins makes probably the point of the day. I wish the U.S. had a more robust transport in general. Tracks is so poor. Yeah. Public transportation in this country is not normalized it is in fact frowned upon yeah because we look at people who take the bus to work as disadvantaged you know like there are certain places so the san francisco bay area when we when we lived in in norcal i took bay area rapid transit bart i took bart to work every single day um you look at new york the subway system and public transportation in new york standard you look at chicago metro we we joked about metro before Metro Rail and the 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 L in Chicago is a way of life. But you look at the setup, and in, in our country isn't set up to do it. I, I mean, overseas, like you have a lot the the way the country yeah. is built, and like how tight it is, and how like close everything is together allows public transit to be more successful. But there's no reason that we cannot invest in infrastructure. We're spending so much money on infrastructure right now, because that it, it really is one of the main and most important ways that people are being employed. Yeah infrastructure in this country does not include subways does not include rapid transit does not include like the fight over tracks expansion yeah consistently bullet trains or i mean greg lives in the philippines you look at the the pacific rim the mode of transportation and Britt, you've been there you know this the mode of transportation in places like japan is completely different than the way we do it in the in the states yeah and so many other countries it's not just japan but also you look at like singapore yeah there's a lot more public transportation it's much more normalized to take the train or get this hang on walk yeah bicycles what what about bicycles or ride your bike people will walk 
on on average two miles just walking to work like not a big deal they're just walking to work here we would never ever or they ride their bikes if it's something more and than now just the, a couple miles now with the advent of e-bikes i i don't know why we wouldn't do that more like it's a, it's a, the things we will not do as a society that we put judgment on or we judge people for it, it, it's ridiculous yeah. i i just don't we are not willing to make the sacrifices to save ourselves from thing like things like gas it's gas. ridiculous you know like it, it is it's incredible. Uh, Jonathan Eaton says the size of the country is a big factor, but rail would help a ton. It, it would. would. We it have would. a prolific rail system in this country for cargo and for shipping. We just don't. We just don't use it for transportation. Yeah. It just takes. That's where there's a there's a breaking point. We don't have. You know, in Japan, you can take the bullet train and you can you know travel the length oh, sure. of of California yeah. in a very short period of time. Yes. Which would really help us. If we had trains like that, no one's going to take 24 hours to get from no. California to New York. But I even fly. just mean rail to work, train to work, you know, bus to work. Like any, you just, you have, we have to evolve as a species yeah. or we won't be a species anymore, which is why Carl's Jr. is releasing their primal menu. <laughs> oh dear. Did you guys see that? That's a, Transition. That's a professional transition you, on the on the podcast, you know, you know <laughs> stuff, right? And stuff, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Make sure you hit, give us a <laughs> thumbs up, hit like. It really helps the channel grow. Please hit subscribe. We are giving away a PS Five when we get to five thousand uh, subscribers on this channel, and we may do that sooner. Who knows? Um, but we're going to Carl's Jr. at some point soon. Because there's I one think down the street. I think I'm in on this primal menu. I got to tell you. Yeah, there's one down the street. I, so let's talk about our burger eating experience here. So right. when were we at JC Dubs last the, the other day? Was that Thursday, Friday when we went to JCW's? Me and you. I think it was Thursday. I think it was Thursday night. I'm. St I like the burger a lot. I had the Hawaiian burger at JCW's. The Hawaiian burger. A, a Hawaiian burger. <laughs> That's a tasty burger. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so we go to JCW's the other night because my wife's like, well, I'll get a veggie burger. All right, cool. I'll get a burger. I really like the JCW's burger. So we go there and they're out. How? Of veggie burgers. How? Don't so know. disappointing. So you wound up getting a club sandwich that was actually really good. But if I'm going burger, I'm going five guys. And I know we've talked about this repeatedly. Yeah. We did not. Somebody asked if we tried the if we tried the Arby's burger. We have not. <clears throat> we have not, and we probably should. We probably should. Right. But having said that, I love Five Guys burgers. Yeah, I do. Best in the business. I'm the excited to go camping because we are going to make foil wrapped burgers while we're camping. Mm -hmm. I'm a burger guy. Okay. So this thing at Carl's Jr. has me really excited. Now, I'm not sure I'm going to eat that because I don't eat a whole lot of meat right now. But Jake, what is a primal menu? Yeah, the, I mean, the primal menu. They're, so they're basically Carl's Jr. Is, is doing this whole marketing campaign where they've rolled out a primal menu attached to the Jurassic World series, you know, the, the dinosaur series. Now, I actually have really enjoyed that series. I didn't get to watch the last one, but I watched the, one of the first ones they rolled out uh, of the newer ones. So they're basically rolling out this primal menu in conjunction with the release of the new uh, the new movie. 
And you're getting three items. You're getting the primal Angus stick burger featuring prime rib, yes. onion rings, cheddar yes. cheese, and amber barbecue sauce. If it's not all over your face, it doesn't belong in your face. The second item is the primal burrito featuring prime rib, fried eggs, yes. cheddar cheese, and amber yeah. barbecue okay. sauce. Okay, for the record, any burger that includes fried egg, hell yes, I'm in. Well, this is, this, I am is a, in. this is a burrito. I said burger right. with fried egg. I know. I'm I know, I know. And then the last one you got is the primal biscuit. So the third item, fried oh. egg uh, featuring prime, re uh, prime rib, cheddar cheese, and the barbecue sauce hey. with, you know, yeah. Let's just get this out of the way right now. Yeah. English muffin or biscuit for breakfast sandwich? English muffin. If it's Chick-fil-A, I'm taking the biscuit, but we don't need Chick-fil-A anymore. I'm going oh. English muffin as well. The biscuit's got to be moist. If it's a dry-ass biscuit, it's not good. And most and of them also, are really dry. And also, if it dry. falls moist. apart as soon as you take a, a right, bite into the sandwich, yeah. said, no good. You said moist. Um, I am a biscuit guy. Now, I will add, as part of this rollout of the primal menu, there are also herbivore-friendly items. See, that's a play on words for the dinosaurs, right? Herbivores, carnivores, right? So you've got herbivore. your plant-based Beyond Burger patties that they will also do for all these rollouts. Yes. So, now, what about the amber barbecue sauce? So the amber barbecue sauce is a play on on basically some some like tree, you know, sap essentially that was found, you know, in the movie. It's kind of a it's ridiculous thing, but called amber, but that's okay. And it's got dinosaur DNA in it because it's Jurassic World, right? They have dinosaurs with short arms and stuff, right? Anyway, the point is, <laughs> the point is. Hell yes, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to try. That sounds so good. Yeah. I am so fat. Why not? Right? Like, that sounds so and, and good. Here are, here are the pictures, just so you can see the, the pictures of it. Oh, so they look like regular burgers. Yeah. Who knew? You know. Yeah. Who knew? But, but, yeah, I mean, I think it looks... I think this is a better offering than what Arby's is doing. And let's just get to the point here. Is anybody anxious to see this Jurassic Park stuff? I've never seen a Jurassic Park movie. Never, not once. It's how a crime, is it possible dude. Like, that how, you how, didn't see the how? original Jurassic Park? Park in America. Well, how because I, well, it? let's cut me some slack. I was watching Nemo on repeat. No. And then after no, that, I weren't. went to Lion. No, you no. didn't. The King of Lions. No. You know, the circle of Simba and life no. and stuff. <laughs> Rafiki. And Rafiki and stuff. <laughs> um, you know, so full disclosure, I still have not seen a single Disney cartoon movie. This man was a bona fide scrub. Involves fish or animals. Um, I've seen Toy Story, which is not Disney. That's something else, I think. Pixar. Pixar, but it's, it's Disney. But yeah. it wasn't. So, you know, anyway, the point is uh, yeah. that I You've haven't never seen. never seen the original Jurassic Park. No, I have a life. No, I have not. It's that was one of the best movies for Jeep promotional content. They used a winch in that movie. Like, they wow, watch it. You don't refer to people like that, dude. That's an issue. Anyway, the point is, I'm telling you now. <sighs> I am telling you. I've never seen a Jurassic movie. I have not seen Nemo. I have because it, what the, a joke. It, I, I, might, I have never seen Finding Nemo. But my guess is they find him at the end of the movie. In somebody's toilet, right when they flush him, I think it's <laughs> that the last shot where dude, he's in the dude, and they come flush on, it. That's so wrong. What it? No, so actually, wrong. and they're he like flushes ass down the toilet, and then he gets reunited with his dad. And they're the like, ocean. "Hey, what's that brown fish floating in the bowl he's with He's actually Nemo? orange, but there's a brown fish. No, that's not a fish. <laughs> anyway, the, po <laughs> the point is, what I have is not, I you? have not seen Nemo or or Rafiki. Dude, 
It's called Come Lion on. King. Oh, yeah. Lion King. Yes, it's called oh, Lion King. Yeah, it's, I've never lived the circle of life. It's not Rafiki King. It's Lion King. I've never lived the circle of life. What I, are the comments saying? Um, <sighs> that I'm right and you're amazing. Good I'm job. Staying away from that stuff. Uh, James Knight says we get our balls busted on fuel down here in Australia as well. I'm sure. Um, the size of the country is a big factor. I agree. Richard McDonald says I'm hopeful about the future. Uh, they'll look at 15 uh, minute city. They're building at the point of the mountain. What's happening at the point of the mountain is pretty crazy. If we're telling the truth, like once they move that jail out. Yeah. And stuff. Can't yeah. have prisoners living in the middle of those million dollar neighborhoods. Uh, fat Jesus says I'm going to walk to work like a poor person. <laughs> wow. Uh, Greg says, but fat Jesus, um, if you did, then you'd be slim Jesus. And that sounds like kids bop rapper name. Never. Slim Jesus. Slim Jesus. You can't walk to work, Chubbs. Uh, Eric C. says a bullet train in Cali would be perfect. Um, I I tend to agree with that. Uh, Eric C. also says, ah, a Pulp Fiction reference. Yeah, that's a tasty burger. Uh, Arby, Arby's Wagyu burger is nice. Brandon, you tried it. You tried it. Brandon Whitesides tried the Arby's Wagyu burger. Okay, so you liked it. Okay. Uh, Dick's Deluxe, Josh Loverin says. Okay. Um, James Knight says Hawaiian pizza is pretty popular down here. I thought we weren't talking porn anymore. Yeah, we don't do porn on the show ever. Never. Great destroyer of men. Uh, Tanner says the new Jurassic Park movie doesn't look good in my opinion. But that's kind of redundant. Okay, but do you think Top Gun looks good? Or I'm sorry, Maverick. Sorry. Did you see that that is? Top Gun colon Maverick? It's called Top Gun. No, it's called Top Gun colon Maverick. Ridiculous. Because you got to work your colon into everything. It's ridiculous. Uh, Anyway, the point is that um, Top Gun had a huge opening. Yeah, dude. Massive. Huge opening. We didn't see it. Uh, Yes, I saw the previous Top Gun, which is better than Lion King or Rafiki. Um, Greg Hawkins says there's a new Jurassic Park movie. Oh, I love it, Greg. Thank you. Uh, Tanner says, actually, Monty Nemo dies at the end, LOL. Um, you know, you can't flush a fish into a sewer and think it's going to live. We're on to Cincinnati. You know, my kids love Jurassic Park movies, Jeremy Bolton says. They, they're great movies, man. They're just meh they're to me, but my 12-year-old is super excited for it. Yeah, they're fun movies. Okay, it's so for 12-year-olds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and well, which you display up, daily Jay. that you guys are only like maybe 11 and a half. What? That's not nice. That That's not nice. Um, anyways, Fat Jesus says, not seeing Jurassic Park is worse than anything we have ripped Jake for not seeing. Yeah, come on, He's guys. never. Come no, on, no, 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 no. Let's get here this right. Go. Here comes He's the Godfather He's never reference. seen The Godfather. Yeah, here comes The Godfather. Yeah, that so is he, the trump so, card so for life. Thing. We'll pick on Jake for things that came out, you know, 20 years before he was ever born. But these movies were made when you were alive, babe. Right, but I'm the interesting man. No, and- it's not interesting. I'm an adult. <laughs> I don't watch cartoons. Oh, Nemo. Circle of Nemo. Like, I no, bro. No. That's what the crowd is no. here for. They hear you sing Circle right. of Nemo. <laughs> right. but, oh but seriously, how can you fault me for not seeing cartoons? But you have never seen The Godfather, and you have testosterone in your body, allegedly, because that's never been confirmed. Bro. <laughs> Fuck God. This is what are boring? you talking about? What are you talking about? Dude, it's criminal you haven't seen the first no. original Jurassic no. Park. No, no, it's not. Yes, it no. is. No, yes, it's not. It is. It's not. Dude, come on. Jurassic Park dinosaurs aren't real. They're dead and stuff. Yeah. In the asteroid in the water and stuff. Noah's right. Ark. Right. Or whatever happened. The Big Bang. <laughs> anyway, whoa, the point whoa, whoa. is. <laughs> the point is. 
There is no problem with me not watching cartoons. There's a huge problem with you not watching Bobby D. It's internal. Yeah, well, it would be. But hey, how about, um, what's his name? Uh, the gangster guy that died. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Ray Liotta. <sighs> have you seen Goodfellas? Yes. No, you are yes, such have, a liar. Dude, yes, I have. We watched it together. Do you Reservoir not Dog? That? No, I don't remember that. You're, you're making that up. No, I'm not, we did not dude. watch Goodfellas yes, we together. Did. Have you ever seen Casino? Yes. Yes. Have you I ever think seen I have. have you ever seen Goodfellas? I feel like a portion, not the whole thing, I don't think. Wow. You like how there's a whole list. Yeah. Wow. Whatever. Wow. Um the circle of Nemo and and it moves it's all and it moves is all. Okay. Uh have you seen the adult version of Five? <laughs> cannot say that, fat Jesus. He wants to know if you've seen the adult version of Finding Nemo. No. <laughs> Which is titled Finding Penis. <laughs> All right, I'm going to throw a topic in there. On, on the yeah, throw she's going to throw it in. She's going to throw it in. throw a topic in there. Last oh. week, my friends told me about a podcast called My Dad Wrote a Porno. Oh, my God. How about that? Yeah, so we're sitting around playing <laughs> hockey the other day, like EA hockey, because that's how we release stress in this house. And Britt's like, oh, I'm going to turn on this podcast. You guys are going to love it. And it's some dude reading the porno that his dad wrote. <laughs> and it's terrible, but it's you have so to listen to it. It's awesome. It's a great podcast. It's it really is. So it's bad. Funny. It's funny. You, you have to. I'm looking at upcoming Hollywood movies, oh, and they're all either dude. remakes or superhero films. Yes. Good Lord, Greg Hawkins says true. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, Josh Levern says time to watch Godfather and Lion King while eating Arby's. Exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. Man, amazing. Josh Levern says you aren't even listing Big Ray's best film, Wild Hogs. I didn't know he did porn. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, Rip Ray Liotta, Goodfellas is a top-tier film, yeah. one of the best of all time. Also, Casino was good, even though Ray's not in it. Yes, Casino is a great movie. It is. I'm telling you, anything Bobby D where people die is Heat. a great movie. Oh, Heat is. Stop. Savage. Come on. Savage, Heat is bro. amazing. Yeah, Savage. Heat is amazing. Um, the new Top Gun was fantastic, Fat Jesus says. See, nobody calls it the new Maverick. It's the new Top Gun. Because it's called Top Gun, your colon, Maverick. That's Never. the name of the movie. No. So E.T. is also a good movie. Cherry <laughs> have you seen E.T.? Yes. You've never seen E.T.? Yes, e. I have. Okay. I have. Just checking. Have you seen Mars Attacks? Um, I loved oh. Mars Attacks. It was one of my favorites. Wait, didn't we? Yeah, it? I'm pretty sure oh. we all saw that Yeah, together. we saw it together, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Yes. Such a good movie. Thank you. Yeah. Such a good movie. No, okay, Monty. A... Tanner says, okay, Monty, which would you do? Watch a Harry Potter movie or watch a Disney cartoon? <coughs> Bullet. <coughs> um, is there really a Bob's Burger movie out now? No, there's not. That's not true. I, I don't, don't know. know. Is there a... No, stop it. Stop. What? When did we stop making good movies in this country, by the way? When that thing we're not allowed to talk about came out? The Fat Jesus is Top Gun 2, colon, Electric Boogaloo. Could be. You know. Mars Attacks, so effing good, Jeremy Bolton says. <laughs> um, oh, yes, Greg Hawkins. Ray Liotta was good in Field of Dreams. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, hey, guys, 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 guys. Oh, my God. 
Hi, Tanner. If you could bring back one Disney character hey from the 70s and put them into a 90s Disney movie, who would it be? Hey, guys. No. In the 70s? No. No, I'm good. That was way too complex, man. I've only had one cup of coffee. Yeah, that's that made my brain hurt. Anyway, all right. Okay. We should probably go. Yeah. We should probably go. All right. Make sure you hit like, give us a thumbs up, hit subscribe. Um, tomorrow on the show we'll have more ridiculous things we made up to talk about. I promise you tomorrow. We will do the Pac-12 topic because a lot of people asked about Pac-12 and USC. Tomorrow we will talk Pac-12 football on the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. And then that's the last show for the week. So we should probably. Good talk. Because I'm dragging them out to the forest. You are taking us to the Tetons and Yosemite. So don't yeah. forget tomorrow, uh, today and tomorrow, and then we're off Thursday, Friday. So appreciate you for that. Um, like, subscribe, follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.